What's up, guys? Welcome to BitCast episode 41 for the week of October 1st, 2017. I'm your host, as always, Jake Martin, and in the studio, almost as always, Matt Intiman. <laughs> hey, how's it going? Matt, thank you so much for being here, man. Dude, I love it. It's a it's a glorious day today. We have great weather. Mm-hmm. It's almost October. Yep. And my house smells like pot roast. What more could you want? I just made this outline, so we're going to be winging a lot of this today. Gonna be gonna be talking about stuff. You haven't even seen this outline yet. Hey, I just like to I like to do it off the top. Just just go with it, and yeah. we have really insightful stuff to say, especially when you just have read it and know about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I feel like this is all stuff that we're pretty well versed in at this point. Yeah. So we're we're experts. It's at gonna this be point. a good episode. Yeah. So uh, real quick for anyone that's tuning in, we are going to be discussing today, obviously, the news of the week. I've decided to just shorten that little segment where I list off everything. That way, it's more of a surprise. But we're talking about news as usual, and then it's a big day. The SNES Classic came out yesterday. It did. And Matt and I both have one. Mm -hmm. Thank the Lord. He pre-ordered. I didn't. (laughs) We'll talk about that uh, at the end of the show here. Uh, But yeah, first, uh, just a quick quick bit of housekeeping. If you are a listener, be sure to write in to BitCast at BitBlogist.com to have your questions or uh, topics read off, and we'll give you a shout out there. And leave reviews on iTunes, or if you want to even go further than that, subscribe to our YouTube channel. I'm getting getting things loaded there. I'm a little behind right now in terms of getting our uh, past few podcasts up and our Let's Play stuff. So, mm-hmm. But yeah, seriously, please email in. Uh, we won't be reading one today just because we've gotten so many responses in the past <laughs> couple of weeks, uh, but definitely add your opinions and, and thoughts to that. There are almost a thousand of you out there. Okay. So I know for a fact that one of you has heard this. Yeah. <laughs> so don't be afraid. It's okay. And maybe if you get an error, just let me know. Just shoot me shoot me a, a message on Facebook and I'll respond to you. Uh, but before we jump in, as always, as is tradition, uh, I want to know what everyone's playing. So Matt, what you what you been playing on so far? Man, I feel like I've got too much to play right now, which is a good problem to have, but uh, yes. still playing... Samus Returns, Metroid good, Samus good. Returns for the 3DS. Uh, it's incredible. It, Still, it gets better and better. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Because um, I know you were a little like... Eh. No, it, it's, it just feels so good to play Metroid. Yeah. It really is. And the game has gotten really, really good towards the end. And the progression is super fun. Like, how many power-ups you get and how powerful you feel now, as opposed to when I did when it's it just... It's funny. It's cool. Okay. Um, definitely I, check it out. I saw 2DS XL <clears throat> and Target today. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I could buy that. I thought I thought your brother was going to send you one, dude. I don't know where. I don't know when it's going to show up. Man, that's not good. He's in college. He doesn't know what he's doing. That is not he good. Know how to send um, a shipping label? So yeah, Samus returns. Um, haven't really played Rabbids much um, recently. Neither have I. I've, um, I've been a little little slack in there. And then of course the SNES, which we'll talk about. Gosh, I love the SNES. So I don't know if I talked about this in the last podcast. Um, no. I definitely didn't. I don't. Well, I can't remember. Either way, I have Destiny two now. That's right. And I know I said I wasn't going to play it, but I am definitely playing it. And, yeah. And uh, it's it's been fun. Definitely a grind. Um, Jacob McGee, friend of the show, reached out to me and was like, "Hey, I see you're on that uh, Destiny grind right now." And I was like, mm-hmm. "Yes, unfortunately, <laughs> yes, I am." Uh, but it's been fun. I've been playing with my brother and uh, Cameron, another mm-hmm. friend of the show, and it's been it's been fun. However, it is it is very much destiny in every sense of just having to grind it out over and over and over again until you get to 300 and then the game really starts so is it just like repetitive until you're getting to level 300 it's not necessarily repetitive it's there is a lot of variety right now and i've i've enjoyed playing it but because my brother 
my older brother had already played the entire story he basically just blasted me and cameron through the campaign so it wasn't even like a Cameron and I didn't really get a chance to actually enjoy it. We were just like, he's like, Bro, okay, let's go. Let's go. He like knew exactly what to do. And every yeah. single was like, okay, let's go here. Let's go here. Let's go here. Let's go here. Done. Mm-hmm. And so we, we beat the campaign in like maybe five or six hours. That's awesome. Um, sort of awesome. <laughs> so the game itself, great. Having fun with it. So um, you would probably reckon, recommend it to people that would have friends to play with. Yeah. Play with, if, it, if you're playing with people and you have a quality team of like six people to play with, it's, it's awesome. Um, right now I have that sort of, um, and it's been fun hopping on, but. Uh, I, I see myself falling off shortly after. Really, uh, I finished getting to 300. You know, just just for the experience, but I, I'm enjoying it. Uh, so then, uh, I guess drink of the show, real quick. You got a uh, nice Wiseacre. What is that? Tiny oh, bomb. Tiny bomb. Great beer. Yeah, it's a beer. it's a nice pilsner. Very tasty. And pretty soon we're getting. Uh, are you are you a person who likes to drink seasonal beers? As they like, do you change your beer preference as it gets into different seasons? I think I do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, definitely got to hit up the Oktoberfest in the fall. And, you know, I'm I'm a fan of pumpkin beers as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Pumpkin beers, you know, some people might think they're girly, but they're delicious. <laughs> say, what, say what you want to say. There's some really good ones out there, too. Yeah. These ain't no PSLs. So, with that being said, let us jump into the news. So first on the list, we have voice actors and video game makers have reached an agreement to end a strike. Um, I honestly didn't even know there was a strike happening Yeah, with, with voice actors and video game makers. Mm-hmm. However, this one is a pretty big deal. I'm going to pull up a, a quote here on my, on my phone real quick. Uh, but this was the longest, longest strike in SAG-AFTRA, whatever that is. Uh, guild is uh in since 1993 wow um so it was let's see here the screen actors guild american federation of television and radio arts um reached a tentative agreement on early saturday morning with the 11 video game companies that it had been striking against sag after announced today affected publishers include industry heavyweights like activision electronic arts take two interactive and warner bros interactive wow um so there's a lot of people on this list um and then like what i was saying here uh Video game companies began negotiations in February of 2015 following the expiration of the union's most recent video game acting contract at the end of 2014. Wow. Um, wow. Wow. So, yeah, uh, it became the longest strike in the history of the Screen Actors Guild, which was founded in 1933. Oh, I'm sorry. 33. <laughs> Dang. But the you said the, I thought you said the last strike was 93. Yeah, I lied. It was actually 33. Uh, well, it was founded in 33. Oh, but was My the bad. was the strike in ninety three? So the I guess last one? well, or? this might be the longest strike ever. Then okay, wow, longest strike in the history of the Screen Actors Guild. So um, I only want to bring this up because it's something you don't often think about. Yeah, when you're thinking of video games, um, it's so much more prevalent in TV and movies. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if in 2017 games are at a point where voice acting is such a integral part of the game. Oh now. yeah. Uh, I wonder if that's why maybe, and I feel like you start seeing more celebrities showing up in games too, or like well-known voice actors, well-known just actors too, getting into video games. It seems like a bigger industry now than it, than it was maybe five or 10 years ago, or maybe 10 years ago. Well, yeah, and like even anime stuff, like Miyazaki films, they uh, they have like huge names that are always on those films. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Wes Anderson's kind of more of a, a different individual but he always you know all of his claymation like 
Fantastic Mr. Fox and his new one. Yeah. They have huge names in those as well. And so I think really um, any actor is is not opposed to doing a well-written or well-scripted, mm-hmm. you know, movie or TV show or even game now. Yeah. And as we get closer and closer to games being more of an accepted medium and being like really well-made. Yeah. I think that will, that'll be a thing we see more and more of. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, if, I mean, really, I'm a person that plays games for the story a lot of times. So, yeah. makes, well, I mean, that's good. If the strike is over, hopefully they got what they wanted and they're getting the strike is over, getting paid what they what they deserve. I mean, that's probably not easy. What do you think they get paid to do this? Uh, it probably depends on the game. If it's a AAA game, they I'm sure they get a pretty decent paycheck. Yeah, Activision on that list. I know they had um oh gosh. Kevin Spacey for Call of Duty. Really? As like the villain or yeah. something? Yeah. And then uh, uh, Kit Harrington. Yeah. Jon Snow mm-hmm. for the other Call of Duty. I bet <laughs> it's like the the big names get paid a ton. And then if you're a minor voice actor on a game, you probably don't hardly get anything. Yeah. The, the minor people are probably like the the guys just making like the death noise. It's like, <laughs> I also heard that sometimes they'll do voice recordings and they won't even know what they're recording for. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, you just go in, you have lines, and then you read it. It's like, no, try to sound more like a pirate or something, and then you turn. And it turns out you're in like Assassin's Creed Black Flag or something. Huh. That would be nuts. Like, what if you like did voice acting for something and you had no idea what it was, and when it comes out, it was something that you absolutely did not want to be a part of. You're like, oh <laughs> yeah. no. I mean, paycheck's a paycheck, though. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I guess as long as I can't trace it back to you, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Up next on the list, Sony doesn't consider handheld gaming to be a huge market opportunity. Do you think that's just because Nintendo is dominating so much they don't see it as an opportunity for them to compete, or what? So I think that's part of it. Um, I have a quote here from Sony's Andrew House. Uh, He said, the Nintendo device Switch is a hybrid device, and that's a different approach and strategy. We have not seen that handheld gaming as being a huge market market opportunity. The Vita experience was that outside of Japan and Asia. There was not not a huge demand. A lifestyle shift towards the dominance of a smartphone as the single key device that is always with you was a determining factor. Hmm. Uh, he went on later to say, like, uh, in this interview, that basically Sony, like, Nintendo has their own business plan. We mm-hmm. have ours. Um, it just shows that, um, you know, Sony has been doing it. He, he, he turned it into a very PR move, but he was like, oh, it just shows that Sony has been doing great without, you know, handheld because yeah. really we have so many other key entertainment factors like our electronics, not mm-hmm. beyond the PS4. Right. You know, TVs, movies, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, I think he's exactly right, though, about how smartphones are are kind of the replacement for that. Because I play my DS at home. I don't. Yeah. I don't really. Portability isn't a huge factor for me because I'm usually sitting on the couch with it plugged in anyway. Yeah, and like if you know the the beauty of the Switch is that I can take it off the dock and then go sit in bed if I want to mm-hmm. and like play a few levels of whatever. Uh, but oftentimes I find myself still on the TV. So mm-hmm. he is right in saying that like handheld gaming is probably not a big. Yeah. And and that's just us. I mean, I'm sure there's some people that take their DS everywhere and play on the subway, play on their, you know, if they take public transport, stuff like that. Oh, and that's what it was. It was, um, you know, there he was asked specifically saying like, hey, the Switch is outselling the PS4 comparatively in their, in their first couple of months on the market in Japan. Mm hmm. What do you have to say about that? Because these are two Japanese, like you know, yeah. tech giants, and uh, that was his his response was the second thing I said, where he was like, "Well, we're doing a good job, then I guess everywhere else because we're still making a ton of money." <laughs> so fair but, enough. Yeah, I guess you're right. Um, Valve has removed nearly 200 cheap fake games from Steam. Mm-hmm. 
I was I was reading about this and people were saying it's a good start, but it's really just a drop in the bucket. I mean, there's there's just, so much garbage out there. Yeah, like not even they're they're not even games. They're just like uh and I was reading there's there's some way that they kind of skirt around the the upload fee. Like I guess Valve takes a a portion or it takes a fee to get your game on Steam. That would make sense, yeah. Um but somehow somehow they're getting around that and there's just a bunch of trash on there that I guess they're starting to clean out, which so is it's good. Kind of like the app store or like the Yeah, you know, I guess so. All all like the shovelware that goes that gets on there. Yeah, but I mean Apple reviews all the apps before they go up. So I mean there's crappy apps, but I don't think they're they serve some function for yeah. the most part. Yeah, I wonder what what games are on Steam. I, I, I didn't read this article in in depth, but I just wanted to bring it up because I think it's interesting that even Something as as significant as Steam, because oh, I whenever I think of Valve and Steam, I think of high quality. Yeah, you know these are pretty big PC games, but it's also like a developer community, like where there's a bunch of really cool indie games, yeah, and, and greenlit games that mm-hmm. are just one guy making mm-hmm. a game on his computer. Yeah, so I could definitely see how certain things could find their way onto the store that yeah. like aren't really games. It's like okay, come on, man. Yeah, <laughs> like just it's like a it's like there's, there's like predatory games out there where basically uh they're designed for like kids to find on accident and then like it just you know because like that, that was the issue with the iphone and just steals all their information or something or like or... they just like click to buy more of whatever <laughs> yeah. and it's like a thousand dollars as kids <laughs> racked up in one day and it's like oh okay yeah that's messed up oh man <sighs> drink of water sorry <clears throat> so the next one is red dead redemption 2 got announced this week or we got some new trailers and a release date yeah which is pretty exciting. Did you get a chance to watch this? I did. I did. It looked awesome. What'd you think? Uh, yeah, I thought it. It looked super cool. Um, kind of looked like a typical rock star storyline. Um, yeah. I I really like the character in the first one. This character seems a little different. Uh, does somebody famous voice him? His voice was very like distinct. The guy's name was like John Marston or something like that. I can pull it up real Wait, fast. Wait, I think that's the character in the first game. Yeah, but it's you're playing as or or they were asking like what. I was I don't know I I never played the first one so like a lot of what they were talking about or people were excited about I was like I don't know what that means oh well no I was just wondering what the what the voice actor was for the the main character in Red Dead Redemption 2 just because his voice sounded kind of familiar but I could just be no one really knows making that up it's a it's a full-blown mystery actually mystery uh but either way uh this is exciting we got some we got some release dates on this so it'll be coming out June 2018 Okay. It's pretty soon. Yeah, it's not too bad. The trailer looked great. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely got a GTA look and feel to it. Like, it's got that rock star feel to you it. You said you haven't played the first mm-hmm. one. Oh, man. I put so many hours in the first one. It, it It's incredible. And this game looks really good. Yeah. That was the biggest takeaway for me. I was like, this this looks like a very good looking game. Even like even though GTA 5 is just phenomenal in terms of mm-hmm. what they accomplished with that game in size and scope. Uh, but... Yeah, just, this is probably going to be a lot bigger than GTA Five. I, I bet. I just love the Western mm-hmm. setting. Yeah, and yeah. in the first one, you could, you could like, gamble and and uh, like catch robbers and it, uh, it's just everything you'd want to do in the Wild West. There's going to be it'll, it'll be awesome. like Westworld basically. It will. Yeah. Oh my god, it's going to be awesome. <laughs> uh, Super pumped. Yeah, because and you know I don't know if a lot of I'm people are going to probably going to know more about this than I do, but I don't know of too many Western games. Yeah, you know there there's I'm sure there's been a few, but I'm trying to think hard about like what other games have come out that have done this. Western nothing, idea. nothing recent, I would say. Yeah, so this is exciting. This is a mm. this is a 
like need not a need but this is a a game idea or design that hasn't really been met uh, mm-hmm. in a while so yeah excited uh, for this i mean the first one was so good and it's been a while since that came out so i mean as long as they don't mess it up i mean i think it's going to be a huge improvement on the first one yeah or maybe a marginal improvement you know well and it's a prequel too did you catch that Mm-mm. okay so it's a prequel to red dead redemption so it's going nice. to be before that's cool. Whatever the last game was. Yeah. I mean, I honestly don't really remember the story that much. It's just, I most of the time I wasn't even doing missions. I was <laughs> just, just riding horses yeah, and shooting people. Pretty much. Uh, it'll apparently focus on the outlaw gang led by Dutch Vanderlind. Vanderlind. I don't know how to pronounce that. L-I-N-D-E. Cool. Linda. Don't know. Who knows? But this is exciting. So uh, I'm sure we'll hear some more news about that here in the coming months, but... We're getting some getting some cowboy games. Yeah, I mean it's Rockstar, so it's gonna be it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. Nintendo has announced the end of the Wii Shop channel. It's sad. This is the only sad news I have on this list. <laughs> so sad. Uh, I mean, I guess if you are they are they gonna let people buy stuff and then they're just gonna take down the shop and I guess you keep everything you bought. But yeah, that was my one thought. I was like, what happens when it does go down? Will the games they downloaded still work? I think they will. I, I don't think it has anything because you download it to the systems. And then it's just hardwired to it. Yeah. Okay. But still, that's. I, I guess it just costs too much to keep it up and they don't expect to make... I, I guess they've been they've probably been tracking sales and it's like, okay, it doesn't financially make sense to keep this up if we're only making you know however much yeah. per month. And this could be... The only silver lining here is that this could be them starting to now focus on whatever virtual console is going to exist on the Switch. Yeah. Yeah, that that would make a lot of sense. They're I shutting wonder... down their resources on dead systems and being mm-hmm. like, all right, let's transfer all of our resources to this new one and build a new ecosystem here. And maybe if somebody was you know, hardcore into the virtual console for the Wii, they might see the virtual console open up on the, the Switch. Switch and be like, okay, it's time to upgrade. Yeah, because... Yeah, chances are if if you're a person who only wants to play Wii games and Wii Virtual Console games, you probably already have a Wii U or a Wii that can do that. Mm-hmm. But if Nintendo says, hey, we're going to stop supporting this and we have a new Virtual Console on the Switch with these new games that you can't access yeah. on the old one. And then, I mean, that's a pretty good reason that's to That's a good to reason upgrade. to jump over. Yeah. yeah. So this could be a good marketing slash business decision. I hope so. But users will be able to add funds to their accounts until March 27th, 2018. So okay. that means you can still buy things on there and do stuff. But soon after that, uh, January 30, 31st and 2019, the Wii Shop channel will close its doors. Oh, 2019? For good. Yeah. So we That's have a we long have, time. Yeah. We have like a, two years. Yeah. So buy buy your games now <laughs> if, if, if you want to. But yeah, I, I, I'm, I am hesitant to see what Nintendo puts out with, you know, the onslaught of classics we're getting here. It mm-hmm. seems like it's a model that's successful for them, and it gives people what they want. I know. I guess something that kind of worries me is they shut down the virtual console on the Wii. They don't add it for the Switch, and then they just keep re-releasing these classic Classics. consoles that you're you're paying for. The only downside to that for me is that you just have more clutter in your house. You just have yeah. six systems attached to your TV at one time. But you know you're going to get that N64 classic. Oh, absolutely. And I already have an you N64. You have an N64, yeah. With almost every single game you could want. That's true. I'm um, going to get the N64 classic. Um, but yeah, when you think about wanting to buy an old retro console, you think about it for a second. And you're like, oh, man, I would love to pick up a, a Super Nintendo. Yeah. But then you think about it more like logically, and you're like, 
yeah, I don't have a, this is not worth the money. Mm-hmm. But for 80 bucks, 21 games, yeah, or N64, or whatever they, you know, if they release the best of for mm-hmm. that, heck yeah, I'm going to get that. That's a really easy solution. Do you think they'll keep going? Like, is there going to be a uh, GameCube after that? There can't be. I think. What, it's just too much? File size is what I'm thinking of. I don't know how big the file sizes are on GameCube, but Nintendo is notoriously good also at creating games with very small file sizes. Their own. Yeah. Odyssey is like five gigs. That's wild. Which is I mean, nuts. Yeah, I mean, the discs were smaller for... And then just what they can fit on a on a Switch cartridge, cartridge is just... Unbelievable. Yeah, it's so cool. And if you think, well, you know, the... the, the the thing we're seeing right now is AAA party like uh, publishers like EA mm-hmm. or 2K um, porting their games to Switch. They they're having to download separate separate data from the cart because the file size is too big right now. Oh man! So what I, what someone said, but that's really smart. Is that I'm they're like they're probably going to put out 64 gig cards or because you know, I, th- I think I don't know what the file size is right now on the carts the Switch carts, but yeah. It'll probably get bigger and a lot easier to manage. Interesting. Because, I mean, memory just gets cheaper and cheaper as we mm-hmm. go along. Moore's Law, I think yeah. is what they say. Yeah. <clears throat> so that is the uh, the news for the week. Pretty short list there. Good stuff, though. Yeah, great stuff. Pretty pretty exciting time to be alive. <laughs> but we're going to jump into the main topic, which is the SNES Classic. Be right back. And we're back, and we are going to be talking about our main topic of the show, which is the SNES Classic. There it is. <laughs> Sorry, that was a bad cue. I was, no, I, was, I was waiting for you to say it. So the SNES Classic came out Friday, October 29th. I'm sorry, September 29th. Yep. In October already. Uh, and it was, uh, for me, a very different experience than what my friend Matt here had to go through. So, Matt, why don't you uh, just give us a quick recap of uh, your your scenario? Yeah, so I I wasn't able to pre-order because they released pre-orders uh, just during the middle of a work day. Tried to get them online. Website was crashing. Uh, it, yeah. This just, just a nightmare. Adding it to the cart. Then it's not in the cart. Then there's two in the cart. And it was just. And then you have nothing. <laughs> yeah, it was it was not good. Um, so Jake was able to to secure a pre order because of Hannah. I, know I wasn't know able story. to. Yeah, yeah. Hannah, <laughs> Hannah got that, but I was not able to get one. So I decided just to, uh, I guess, take my chances the the night of. And so I called the the Walmart that I usually go to. It's where I got my Switch and everything. And uh, I asked if they're going to have it at midnight, and they said, Yeah, twelve oh one. We'll be selling them. Easy, easy money. Yeah, so <laughs> I I uh, I go about eleven thirty, and there's there's a pretty big line. Smart. And, and um, I'm sitting in line, and I'm counting people, and there's about twenty people ahead of me, and we thought they were going to get around thirty. So I'm feeling pretty good at this point. But uh, when I get up there, I I stick my card in, and I punch in my pin number or what I thought was my pin number, and it doesn't work. And uh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> And so they're like, uh, go ahead and, and re-enter it. And so I re-enter it again, and it does not go through. And I've got money on my card and everything. But then I <laughs> I told my brother about this, and he was like, you're an idiot. You don't know your PIN number. But do you ever just – it's muscle memory. and like Oh, absolutely. But you know your PIN number probably. Yeah, I know it. Okay. 
But there has been plenty of times where, you know, like when your bank assigns you just a standard pin at first, mm -hmm. and then you can just use that if you want to. Yeah, I think that's what, what I did. Yeah. And, and I, so, just remember, I just remembered that from like rote memory of doing it. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, because it's not a number you're familiar with, it's just a random like code they gave you. Mm -hmm. it, it doesn't like log. There's no significance to it. So I just, you know, when I'm not thinking about it, you just punch it in real quick. But anyway, there's people <laughs> behind me. And so the pressure's on. I'm like, I'm starting to get sweaty. Like I'm really nervous. I'm totally overthinking what my pin number is. So say, all right, I'll just step aside. You can serve these customers. You know, I don't want to hold up the line yeah, and, yeah. and be I'm, that guy. Everyone's being, tired being courteous. And, and, and grumpy. And so I step aside and they immediately just sell that system to the next person in line. I'm like, wait, 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 will you, like I waited in line. Can I like take my system and get back in line? And, and after you serve these people, Oh gosh. And they're basically like, no, you can't do that. So I'm just stunned. I, I have no idea what to do. So I get back in line and, um, they had a rule where you couldn't buy a second system until everyone in line had been served. Yeah. So, uh, I get back in line and you're at the very end of the line at this point, very end of the line. Oh, and, gosh. and in front of me, there's, there's these people that there's these three women who had already purchased. They already got theirs and they're trying to get another one. Um, so two of them had purchased them. One of them had not. So old lady scalpers We're we're getting up there and I can see that there's the perfect amount. So they can't buy duplicates and they know because I haven't bought one yet. They can't buy seconds until everyone's been served. So there's the perfect amount for the line that's there. And uh, I get up to the front, and uh, and they were about to leave because they're like, oh, there's only one left. And one of the ladies was like, well, his card doesn't work. So Let's just it, see what happens. Yeah, they literally said, let's just see what happens. Jerks, and jerk move. I get up there, and they say, they, they actually say, all right, this is the moment of truth. And they're hovering right behind me. <laughs> and it's just the most pressure ever. And I, like an idiot, key my pen in wrong, apparently. Again. Again. And I, I you know, I'm just crushed. I was like, I've waited here for about, you know, only 45 minutes to an hour. So it's not, not it's the late. end of the world. It's, it's late. late. I'm tired. I, I don't want to look for it the next day. But then, stroke of luck. Destiny happened. The guy that bought the second to last one right in front of me said, man, if you've got PayPal or Venmo, I'll just run my card and you can just pay me right after. Dude. And? And uh, he did. He he <laughs> bought the SNES Classic. Uh, we stepped over and I hit him up on Venmo and uh, yeah, and we talked for like 15 minutes. And we're getting a beer next week. <laughs> oh, you are? Yeah. You got you got in touch with them? Yeah. So I commented back on the original Venmo purchase. And I was yeah. like, yo, man, can I buy you a beer? So uh yeah, James Thomas, big shout out. You uh you definitely saved the day there. Uh shout out James Thomas, man. That is awesome. Yeah. It was <sighs> uh it, it it was it was a roller coaster, lows to highs. So definitely super thankful to to you, James. And yeah. it uh just goes to show people if you're friendly. To those around you, oftentimes they have no problem helping you out in yeah. situations like that. But those those ladies were not going to help me out. I mean, you would not have gotten one if it weren't for this guy. Had you not been able to sit sit in line with him for a second and talk to him, it's true. Yeah, it definitely helped that I went back around and we were in line together. It yeah, it it was just a crazy serendipity. Like like that. if you if you had given up and been like, well, just going to go home, you wouldn't have gotten one that night. But you might have, you know, I don't know. There was apparently there was like. It took GameStop an hour to sell out of their SNES. Oh, really? Pre-orders, but it's, he said it's. He's like, but that makes sense because they had thirty, 
and it takes about two minutes to check out every single person. So makes sense. Basically, yeah. if you if you weren't in line, you weren't going to get one. Yeah, I mean, I got I got home at like one or one thirty, but uh, yeah, it was incredibly stressful, and uh, I was just me ex- mentally exhausted when I got home. But you got it. But I got and it. And it was a victory. So now that yes. that SNES will always have. Do you call it a SNES or a Super Nintendo? Uh. Probably Super Nintendo. I don't really call it SNES. I've never called it a SNES until I just realized it was easier to say. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's Super like Nintendo. One, or... one symbol, one syllable. Uh, so we enter the question of how did you get one? Um, so, have, so have you had a chance yet to play it? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I played a, a decent portion of, of yesterday and and played a little bit this morning as well. So I have played. I've tried. I tried dabbling in like every single game just for a second. I did the first thing you said you were going to do by playing Star Fox. It was hard. It was that was a that game is hard. Uh, I hated it at first, but then I it really grew on me. Yeah, it's just so bad looking. Yeah, it's the, the polygons have not aged well on Star Fox, uh, unfortunately. And yeah. So. Star Fox is an inter- interesting game on this because they added that extra that Super FX, FX chip. chip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how did that work on the original? Was the chip in the actual cartridge? It was in the cart. Okay. Yeah, it was in the cart, and the, the Super Nintendo was able to actually read more data off of it because this this chip was doing more processing inside of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so every other game on this is totally sprite-based, 16-bit graphics. Yeah. There's only one other cart that you, I think maybe Super Mario Kart and... Uh, da, 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 FX or is F Zero might use it? Maybe, okay. maybe. I don't. I don't know for sure. Uh, yeah, I tried playing Mario Kart, and it's <laughs> it's something. <laughs> that man. game is so hard. It's so bad. Uh, John said <laughs> something. My brother said something really interesting. Is and when you really think about it, it's true. It does not feel like you're driving on a road. It feels like things are just coming at you, and you're yeah. completely still. It's like which those, is what it is. It's like those bad racing games from forever ago where mm-hmm. like the cart was just stationary in the back of the uh in the back of the the screen or the bottom of the screen and then just things would kind of move towards you and so it looked like you were moving yeah and and things just get bigger oh gosh as, by like a factor of three yeah, as it's they coming just get in huge and then like when you turn like it's just like the whole screen's like <laughs> and i was like oh my god yeah i tried playing i was just you know we'll we'll shout out jason letter in this podcast just because he was arguing that uh super mario kart is in fact a better game than mario 64 and after playing this now on a super nintendo <laughs> i think he's full of crap i can i can factually state that it is not a better game <laughs> he said he said hands down it's the best mario kart ever made i, could, which I, I can, do not understand i can understand nostalgia for like nostalgia's sake like this game's awesome i have a lot of memories tied to it sure if i you love grew super up mario kart, playing it with your brother that's or whatever, fine yeah. but if comparatively if you look at the two the mario 60 super oh, sorry mario kart 64 is leaps and bounds above mm-hmm. just everything like control visuals and obviously it's because technology so i'm not going to knock it for that right uh, but man, i will say funny. it is impressive what they were able to do with such oh, limited yeah. technology yeah i mean the game is still kind of fun actually i was having fun with it and i was like I, once i got a hang of like actually how to take turns you don't you can't drift in that game yeah or if you drift you slide like directly into like the, <laughs> the wall <laughs> yeah uh so uh that's funny sorry sorry wrong ta- wrong or uh, long tan uh, long tantrum on tangent su- tangent on uh, mario kart uh, but I started, so yeah, you, you were saying basically like, you know, that game specifically, super, I'm sorry, Star Fox is <laughs> super dated. You got Star Fox 2. Did you play it at all? Uh, Star Fox 2? Mm-hmm. Did not. Okay. Unlocked it. And so I, I might try to at least beat Star Fox 1 before I play it. 
That'd be yeah, because I think Star Fox Two. I I jumped right into it after I unlocked the first uh, unlocked. I beat the first level. It has, uh, it continues the storyline from Star Fox One like immediately. Okay, and I was like, oh crap! I was like, I should probably go back and play. The yeah, first one. and I, I don't know. I guess I'll I might appreciate Star Fox Two better. Yeah, if I uh, if I play the first one, possibly. And I definitely remember playing Star Fox on Super Nintendo. Just that music. The music's great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and and so I've I just bounced around. One one game that surprised the crap out of me was Kirby All Star. Uh, it has like that eight games yeah. inside of it. I I played that one a lot, dude. That game is good. It's so good. I was so impressed. I think people say it's the best Kirby game. Ever I made. was so impressed with everything that game did i was like this is like this game is gorgeous mm -hmm. the copy abilities and like the mixing of your powers and yeah there's it's there's so much more variety i feel like mm -hmm. even than than kirby 64 yeah because like you can you can suck somebody up and take their power like normal that's mm -hmm. that's normal but then you can throw your power out and they become like your ally your buddy yeah and they can follow you around and they can help you out mm -hmm. and then you can copy another ability mm -hmm. and if you spit that out your buddy absorbs that and turns into a different person. So I got like, uh, what's uh, karate something? Knuckle Joe. Yeah. I got Knuckle Joe and I was like, holy shit. I was like, I didn't know you could do that. Yeah, it's super cool. <laughs> uh, so that game really surprised me. Mm -hmm. um, but I haven't got a chance to play all of them. Yeah, I've played, I think, four of them. I spent a lot of time playing uh, Mario RPG. I got Me started too, with that. man. It's so good. It's so hard. It's tough. It's so hard. Have you figured out timing yet? uh maybe so do you have any tips as soon as as soon as like you see the action that the person is doing i mean did you do the instruction with toad no i accidentally skipped that i was <laughs> so, like no i got this and so, then i was like oh so i gosh. skipped it too and i was like i probably shouldn't have skipped that because i know there's probably something i forgot but i knew that i knew the generic stuff for the most part mm -hmm. so as soon as you see the action like mario punches or Begin? whatever you push a yeah, yeah, yeah as soon as like his fist goes out though mm-hmm so like it's not like when he starts like he walks up really fast and then sticks his fist out and you push mm -hmm. a real quick and he'll do a lot more damage yeah he'll punch twice basically mm -hmm. and then the same thing uh with blocking did you know you can block <laughs> no i didn't <laughs> so if an enemy comes to attack that's probably you, why i'm losing so yeah. bad i definitely should have should have done that yeah i should have done it too for a refresher i was like ah that would have helped a little bit but basically yeah if uh if somebody if an enemy comes to attack you same concept as soon as you see their action to try mm -hmm. and hit you you push b yeah and you can you can block their attacks for mm -hmm. the most part yeah so have you beat the first boss yet the alligator guy mm. okay. oh oh yeah yeah i have yeah the so, money bags guy yeah and then mm. did you go back to uh the castle and there's a bunch of guys on pogo sticks no guys? no no okay. no the game is actually really funny still oh it is yeah i i am super impressed and i've heard i've heard so it's much great. about yeah. it for the last 10 years i've been <laughs> on the internet but uh it's living up to the hype i yeah. see why this game is so beloved yeah the and like it's it's a very straightforward rpg everything's mm -hmm. super and i was also like i love playing these games on this specifically because the load times and like everything is just snappy like it's quick mm -hmm. to, to pull up your menu just push x it's there you can throw yeah. a mushroom on your guy you can throw some armor on if you want and all to. the battles are so quick yeah. i love yeah. it yeah in and out super fast mm -hmm. um yeah i'm i'm i played about an hour hour and a half of that yeah that was my longest time spent i played some Donkey Kong country really really good too yeah there's Gosh. just so many good games the music in that game oh, so good um, yeah rpg and kirby are my two most played right yeah. now I tried uh I tried playing Contra just for a second. That game is hard, dude. Uh me and John played some co-op. It was awesome. I died like 
so fast. Yeah, like when you're jumping on the rails and <laughs> yes. there's the guys coming down to pick <gasps> you up. Yeah, <laughs> you die. I, it, I died so fast in that game. Um, and I realized that there's like different power ups you can get. Mm -hmm. The homing ones seem like the best way to go, just because they just go everywhere. <laughs> yeah, homing is pretty good. Scatter is always pretty good. Oh my um, gosh, I was just getting duped on that. Did you get to bad. the second level where no, it's top down? No, I, okay. got, I was just playing by myself and I died so fast. Yeah. Like, oh, all right, I suck at this game. Yeah, Contra has always been pretty pretty, pretty tough. tough. Oh my gosh. So uh, I, wrote, I wrote this on here. Any standouts? It seems like so far our standouts are Mario RPG, mm -hmm. Kirby All-Star. Yeah, and I, I'm trying to get into the the games that maybe I haven't played before or maybe are a little bit more obscure. So RPG is definitely a game that's super hard to find and also it's just one that I haven't played. So I'm super excited to be playing that. I would say it's definitely a standout. Yeah. Um, because there's not even really a point talking about Zelda, Link to the Past, and Super Metroid. Those are just iconic, classic games. Yeah, I will play those eventually. I will definitely play those, but I have played them before. Um, I haven't beat Super Metroid, but I will eventually. Yeah. Um, and uh, I played a little bit of Super Mario World just because that was a game I remember playing a ton growing up with my brothers. Mm -hmm. And uh, still such a good game. But I realized like, maybe I'm just... It feels so good to actually play on the pad as well. Mm -hmm. The they did a great job recreating the the game pad. However, the cords are actually still short. Like they they are <laughs> they are they are short. And yeah. my my TV setup is pretty close to the TV, like my couch is. But if I if I'm playing, I'm fine. If I'm sitting on the left side of the couch, it's fine. But if someone wants to sit next to me, mm -hmm. it's going to be a little bit of a stretch to to get it over there. Uh, me and John played around a Street Fighter. Oh yeah, uh, it was pretty fun. Definitely doesn't look as good as the arcade version, but. <laughs> It was fun. Um, Gosh, it's just, it's just this this console itself was so special to me because this is my first console really that my family had, mm -hmm. or my my brothers and I played. So a lot of these games I remember seeing growing up, and a lot of them I played, a lot of them I didn't play or watched him. Mm -hmm. You know, and Mario RPG was one of those where I remember watching him play. Yeah, like as soon as we finished dinner, we just go upstairs and yeah. just keep playing. I was like, man, this game's awesome. So I'm excited to get into that. The music's getting a little annoying, though. Overall consensus, though, like super. I, I was shocked by how small it actually is. This thing is tiny. Yeah. I should have I should have had it on the table here so we can kind of just showcase it. Should we not magic? That been. We could magically make it show up. Yeah, let's 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 magically make it okay. show up real fast. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> Look at that. The uh, the SNES just magically showed up in my hands. Dang! It's what I would call the SNES day ever. SNES day ever. So uh, this thing is tiny. Yeah, we were. <laughs> I was. I was really, really shocked. I knew. I knew it was going to be small, but I mean, it's. People were saying it's small, um, and even the box. Like when I, when I got the box, I was like, oh, this is this is a lot smaller than I thought it was going to be. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, the the Super Nintendo controller just looks so good. Feels great mm -hmm. in your hands. Good quality. I don't remember there being an angle like this for some reason. I could have sworn it was like just more flat. Hmm. Um, but either way, just it just feels right playing traditional, you know, 16-bit games on a, a controller like this. Yeah, and I don't know if anyone's done like a really in-depth analysis. I mean, I'm sure they have, but to me, as far as I can tell, I mean, it feels like a perfect recreation. It's perfect, and um, I love like the concave versus the uh, what's what's the other word. Concave, convex, convex, yeah, convex buttons. I love that. Yeah, that is super nice. It feels so good. Um, yeah, I mean, they they absolutely nailed it. And just like the the system itself, the the power slider right here, and like turns the, it on the reset. That's the one thing that I actually wish 
they had done like either there's like i wish they have they had done like some button combination like if you hit start and select at the same time mm-hmm. you can go back to the home menu because mm-hmm. if you want to go back and select a different game which i was doing a lot when i first got it i yeah. was like okay new game okay new game um you have to hit this reset button um, and that'll take you back to the home menu uh but still but it's cool because it's it's instant like as yep. soon as you hit reset you're back at the home menu and if you're familiar with the, I guess the 3DS virtual console with the restore points, um, yeah. mm-hmm. that's where uh, you can suspend a game and then you can just save it right there. So you it can, doesn't matter about in-game save points. You can save at any point. Which is really nice for a lot of those JRPGs or even Super Mario RPG, like having to grind to a save point. You can mm-hmm. literally just do a suspend and it's exactly where you left off. So in Kirby, I actually screwed up pretty bad. I, I beat... Uh, one of the games. So I was like the Dynablade one. I don't know if you played it, but it's like five. It's like five Kirby levels. Um, so I beat so, that yeah, game. Ex- can you can you explain real fast how that works? Because I I was confused when it said eight games in one. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I clicked one that said like I don't know, a sweet something like that. And I yeah. was like, okay, and it just it was a normal Kirby game. Yeah, I was, I was a little confused. bit confused about that too. Um, there. If you don't know, it's fine. I was just like, I, this is odd. I thought it was like a gonna be like a game mode, like a mini game kind of deal. Yeah, there there's a few mini games in it, but a lot of them. I guess when it says eight games in one, it's it might have just been how they developed it because mm-hmm. it's like a complete game, but it's super short. Um, and I think they're all a little bit themed, like the Dyna Blade or Dyna Bird or whatever. Um, you play like five levels and. Um, I think that game has an emphasis on copy abilities. Like there's more oh. copy abilities on that one. And then there's the the cave one, which is a little bit more just like pure exploration. And that, that one you're makes like a lot of sense. collecting items and collecting money in that one. So there's minor gameplay differences in, in each game. Gosh, that is so cool. It's very cool. I did not expect that. I really, I, I was like, this is a full Kirby game yeah. is what it seems, but it's, it's pieced into different experiences. Like, okay, this one uh-huh. is going to be a lot of platforming. This one's going to yeah. be a lot of, you know, mixing Fighting. powers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I beat that one and I went back to save the restore point and I accidentally did not save it. Oh I accidentally, I went down and I, I think maybe what I was trying to do is overwrite one that I had. You know, I've progressed for about 40 minutes. So I wanted to just overwrite it, but I clicked A and it immediately just loaded that one. Oh, and there man. was no way to get back. Did it not? Sa- oh, so it, it didn't save. Yeah, it you didn't save. Didn't it didn't save on the actual game itself mm-hmm. where you are. That's where I got a little confused. I was like, "So wait, did it save my actual game, or like, how's that gonna like compare?" Uh, so I mean, I still had fun playing it, but if I want to complete the game, I'm gonna have to replay. Go that back part, a little bit. That's, which it's fine. Could the, be worse. They're short. It's yeah. it's fun. Uh, but yeah, also just like really cool. Just love this. You know, this idea of just having the normal ports there, and it's just this little uh, pop off cover i know they they were so faithful to the original look that, that they just kept this and they they probably knew people would probably just have this sitting somewhere they're not going to probably have a plug-in all the time so like let's make sure that it looks mm-hmm. just like a small you know super nintendo but yeah you can just pick up on this pop it off and it has the same plugins as the the uh um the Wii did. That's the Wii, isn't it? Yeah, same exact Wii plugin. So, so what would happen if you plug this into a Wii mote? Could you actually use this for the Virtual Console? I wonder. I believe so. Yeah, okay. I believe it's it's backwards compatible with other you know retro stuff. That'd be I'm, really cool. I'm interested in the the wireless like eight bit dough. I forget how it pronounced that, but it's basically the like eight bit version of the Super Nintendo controller, hmm. and it has this plug in just with the wireless receiver on it. Interesting. I wonder how to close that. There we go. So there you have it. There is the Super Nintendo. Um, I guess 
I would I would have a hard time not recommending so that you try to pick one of these up. Um, mm. The only caveat being that it's it's definitely hard to get get a, a hold of. Um, yeah. So I mean, but but Nintendo has done a much like I feel like this was much easier to get a hold of than mm-hmm. the the regular Nintendo or just Nintendo. Yeah, the first one was probably just an experiment to see mm-hmm. what the demand was going to be like. But now they know, and like this, honestly, um, if I'm comparing the two, has so so much more of of high quality, like just so many more high quality game titles on it. Mm-hmm. Almost all these are perfect games. So if you haven't played these before, even if you're a person who's you know, not growing up with these games. These are masterpieces. Most of them are. Mm-hmm. You can skip over. You can skip a few, and that's fine. Like that's totally user preference. But like, like we're saying, like Earthbound, uh, Super Mario RPG, Legend of Zelda, Super Metroid. Yeah, all such good games. I Final mean, Fantasy three or six. Yeah, <laughs> I I would recommend this to anyone. If you had this growing up, I mean, it's it'll bring you right back. If you didn't have this, like I I actually didn't have a Super Nintendo. It's the only Nintendo console I haven't owned. Um, you had an OG Nintendo? Mm-hmm. Yeah, OG <laughs> Nintendo. I, yeah, I had Zelda. I had all those games, like huh. the big gold cart and, yep. and everything. But So for me, I've played most of these games through other virtual console and, and emulators and whatnot. But for me, it feels like I finally own the Super Nintendo, yeah. which I, I missed out on. So, Just turn it on, and it, this, was a, this is a much better user experience in terms of not having to put <clears throat> old games in and yeah make sure the cards work and all that kind of crap but <laughs> you gotta yeah blow on it. it's so snappy you turn it on and you can just bounce the game you want and jump right back into where you were you were previously yeah and I, I i think some people will say like okay well i have an emulator where i can play you know 500 games for free yeah um and you know that's that's your your choice that's valid but yeah it, i i understand that but for the authenticity of this and the the just I don't know. I, I love consoles and I've been playing consoles my entire life. Yeah. And so to actually own a physical, um, I guess, replica, it's it, it's really cool. And, and I'm sure people will find a way to plug this into their Raspberry Pi or, or whatever. Yeah. But oh, I'm sure. Yeah. People have already learned how to hack these things and put all the games on it. Uh, but there was a there was a funny. Um, have you re- have you heard of the hard times? Mm-mm. It's basically like the onion for a video game journalism. <laughs> nice. Uh, and, um, it was making a joke about that. It was like, you know, gamer, gamer, you know, it's basically like how to, how to download all the Super Nintendo games onto Raspberry Pi. So that way you can't shut the F up about it. <laughs> Cause like, I feel like that's the common thing too. It's like, you know, anybody that doesn't want to buy one of these is like, oh, I could just do it myself. You know, shout mm-hmm. out Harley, Harley <laughs> Clark and stuff like that. They were all like, yeah, well, I can just make it myself. I don't need it. And honestly, that that's, that's a valid point. But yeah, same thing for me. Like, it's just. It's very authentic. It just it just feels good to have something mm. like this, even though it is obviously a mini miniature version of that. Um, but just, but I wouldn't want it to be yeah. full size. <laughs> just knowing that Nintendo um, created this themselves too, like you can definitely see it in the quality of just at least the controller mm-hmm. and the emulation is fantastic. Yeah, like yeah. that's that's part that's part of the like the risk you run with emulation on online, just you know from random websites is. Sometimes they're kind of buggy, or they're like weird versions of the games, and there's not there's sometimes like the files corrupt. Mm-hmm. Whereas this, you just plug it in and go. Yeah, I I think this is going to be absolutely huge for Christmas. I mean, oh, it's yeah. eighty bucks is right on that like point where it's pretty affordable, and oh yeah, it, it'll just be like an incredible eighty bucks is a no brainer. This is this is stupid. Like if you if you're trying to say like it's not worth the price, you just just go ahead and like look up what these games would cost you 
virtual console, what they would cost you on a, an original Super Nintendo. I think it's like I talked about it before, but it's like eight hundred something dollars mm-hmm. if you wanted all the games on the original, and then I think it's like one hundred and eighty, basically double what this costs if if they offered them for virtual console. Yeah. So. Yeah, for for the price and how much content you get, I mean, it's it, it's a great purchase, and there they really didn't leave any any games off of it. It has everything I would want to play. The only one that people are complaining about is Chrono Trigger. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. Um, which is a no, great great game so if uh, you want to play that one 3ds ps vita i think they all have them on there hmm. so just check it out there if you want one, <laughs> one of those games. do you know did they do the the alternate color scheme in japan for like the famicom yeah famicom that's cool and i actually love the famicom look a little more than this one even though this is what we had growing up i love the purple i mean obviously we have mm-hmm. purple themes so it's kind of based off of that however the multicolored buttons look so cool. They do. On those. They really do. Um, so if you haven't looked at that, just check it out real quick. The Famicom has a cooler look to it, I think. Mm-hmm. But regardless, that's uh, that's pretty much it. Anything else you want to say about the the old SNES Classic? I don't think so. I mean, that's that's pretty much everything. Go go get it if you can. Uh, hopefully, they've done a better job stocking it. But if you're on the fence, I would I would say go for it. It's yeah, it's a lot of fun, and it, it's going to be something that you could play with pretty much anyone um around our age that that grew up during this time you know there's going to be something on there i will say it's it's more predominantly single player games Mm -hmm. um which might just be the era that it came out multiplayer gaming wasn't as big i think the n64 really brought the the heat for multiplayer so uh yeah it's going to be primarily a single player endeavor yeah because this if you think about the time frame this was phasing this was coming out of like the arcade period where Mm -hmm. like arcades were huge uh, and then this came along, and this pretty much brought arcade graphics to the home. Mm-hmm. People were like, it's usually one or two player games, um, but a lot, of, a lot of the experiences Nintendo was creating was were one player games because that's all they had for processing power. Mm-hmm. Uh, so with the sixty four, yeah, you saw a lot more of those yeah. multiplayer games. Yeah. So th- that's the, I guess the only, the only caveat I would say is expect to play if you, if you want to play a lot of these games, you're, you're going to be playing a lot of single player by games. yourself. Yeah. But yeah, even if you didn't grow up with a Super Nintendo, like I said, these games are all masterpieces, and you can you can pretty early on just see that in the design and mm-hmm. the music and the way they were made, and that they're just they're still genuinely very very fun games. Yeah, even though they came out what 15, 20 years ago, not or... more than that, man. Think about it. Twenty seventeen, this came out in ninety, no, eighty. I don't even know. This is embarrassing. I should know the date this came out, but yeah, it's it's been a very long time, like thirty years almost. Yeah, that's that's wild. So. Unfortunately, that is the end of the podcast. Remember, BitCast is a weekly podcast that covers most things pop culture and video games. Matt, thanks so much for being a podcast, man. No problem. It's a good time. SNES Classic. Uh, remember, if you are a listener, to send any emails or topics to bitcast at bitbloggers.com. I'm going to keep saying it. I'm going <laughs> to keep on talking about it until someone sends one in. As soon as I get one, I'll do it like maybe every other podcast, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or at least not twice per show. Uh, leave reviews for us. Check out things on bitbloggers.com. We'll always be posting some of our new content there. Um, and as always, thanks for tuning in. Talk about some stuff. <laughs> <laughs>